Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Plug in. And then he continues. He says, as a born, raised, and unable to escape Clevelander, uh, I love it whenever someone new is exposed to Norton furniture. I think he's referring to you, Gary, because I also am yeah. from northern Ohio, yeah. yes. and I've been uh, exposed to that for all of my life. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes on to say, if it's still on YouTube, look up his channel, Norton Brown, show notes again, and watch the sketch comedy Mark does with his improv troupe. Uh, it's not so much funny as incredibly uncomfortable. Mark is the guy from Norton, the goblin from Norton Furniture? No, Mark is the guy. Uh, he's, he's, he's the guy who uh, is like, I'm Norton. I'm Mark. Yeah, that, that, I'm that's what I'm talking about. He's that like a goblin. A, that, that, oh, yeah, well, I was just referring to him as a goblin because <laughs> no, the he, goblin's the guy with the scissors. <laughs> that guy has an improv troupe. Yes. Are you? Have you seen this? <laughs> yes. Are you it fucking is, kidding me? <laughs> it is magical. <laughs> Why is that guy doing? Like, I, I know lots of people who are into improv. Why is that guy into improv? Like, it, it just like it's it makes it makes a level of. Um, it makes a level of sense to me that he does improv, that, that, that he is like a comedy troupe kind of guy. Like he seems like a community theater kind of dude. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. No, it doesn't. He just, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, reconsider that opinion, Cole. No. Like, it does not make it. Like, it it seem... makes perfect sense to me. He has a weird sense of humor, and he, ha- and, and he is always looking for, like, he could just get up there and say, like, we have credit. Um, but no, he decides to put, like, crazy scissor man goblins and, and talking frogs and mannequins into his shit. Like, that, like, like the, those commercials led me to, like, just perfectly accept, like, he wants to go out there and do crazy shit in front of people. Hmm. Like, yeah, like, 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 there's like, he's not like, he's not Colin Mocker. He's not Ryan Stiles. He's not Greg Proops. He's not Wayne Brady, you know, but like, I, I can certainly s- know Wayne Brady. <laughs> the, the, I was just going through the entire cast of Who's Line. But well, I, know. <laughs> I, I, I get you. Um, I just consider improv to be more of like, I mean, I've seen some bad improv, but mm-hmm. not like, not frightening. Improv. Like, that would be like, it'd be like a guy with one hand becoming a hand model. <laughs> Is like what it seems to me, or like, like uh, you know, uh, like one of those tripod tripod dogs, tripod dogs, like competing in in the Westminster Dog Show. Like it right. just seems like he should be self aware enough to know that he's out of his league to be doing improv. Like, like improv like... is not. He can write sketch comedy based around his disability, based around that the fact that he was kicked in the throat. Yeah, is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. He he, he was he he was either kicked or punched in the throat at a, at a young age, and that fucked up his voice. So he could he could use that. He uh-huh. could be a really cool like character actor. <laughs> but like improv like, you know, it's a marvelous day at the zoo. Like like somebody suggests something, you know, somebody from the crowd suggests an area, and unless they're suggesting like the river sticks, like there's no <laughs> he's not going to fit he has in. No place. <laughs> yeah. Like if they if they say anything like, you know, a Starbucks in Antarctica, like he's just fucked because he's going he's going to call he's going to stand out. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. He'd be the worst at being improv because you have to like actually fit into a multitude of different situations, uh-huh. and he draws attention to himself by the very nature of his being. <laughs> like he's the most conspicuous actor that's ever been. So, so like, uh, so I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be misunderstood, Gary. I don't like, I, I don't assume that he'd be good at improv. I assume that he would be somebody who would really like to do improv 
well, and the, would use his considerable resources to somehow pull that off and do it on YouTube where there's literally no filter. It seems like it seems like they're contrary things. So like the fact that he likes doing weird things in front of people mm-hmm. um, and doing these like the commercials display a level of self-awareness that seems incompatible with doing improv. I mean, you're right. He did it. Like, I mean, it, it happened. That's not up for debate. It just seems really strange to me. Yeah. I just I, like it. It makes perfect sense to me. It, it, uh-huh. it, it, it makes perfect sense to me with the that somebody with those sensibilities would, you know, go to a, you know, go to a theater and be like, let's do this thing. You know, like oh. like like where did he where did he conscript those people to be in you know, to be in his in, in his fucking show or to be or to oh. be in his commercials like that? Like there, there is uh, there is a considerable public access television like weird, um, you know, TV sketch scene in Cleveland. Okay. You know, with like a, like a, like a big, I forget what it is, like, like Big Bob and Little Tom or something like that, which is a real mm. similar kind of show. Uh, I believe Goulardi, uh was from, uh, was, was, was from Cleveland. Like it is a, it is a really fertile ground for that kind of shit. Huh? Yeah. So I, I know, I, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Should I mark I that for extra sode? A bomb. Sorry about that. I was asleep on the couch. It's Okay understandable good place to sleep yeah yeah no it's it's good mm-hmm. get a get, 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 get the fan going yeah yeah now you're cooking with fans now you're cook- <laughs> <laughs> cooking with fans my 12-part vhs series yeah <laughs> no the wind makes the food hotter <laughs> now now you get it i get people walking up to me on the street every single day saying cole aren't fans just good for cooling me down as i cook or possibly cutting the meat and i say you stupid small-minded bigot yeah <laughs> you bigot uh, uh, i like the idea of cutting the meat with fans yeah <laughs> notwithstanding how filthy fans get yeah but time makes oh yeah us all. yeah that's true <laughs> had some 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 problems with that um I have allergies, I was, Gary. I have allergies. I need to keep that shit on lock. Yeah, I'm real <laughs> sniffly too. I think I'm getting a cold. Yeah, I know. I unfortunately. Yeah, I have I have allergies, and I also have the uh, the, the the additional joy of uh, having allergy medicine make me nuts. Mm. Like tweaky, and and, like, like, like tweaky, and uh, uh, like irritable. Mm. Like Claritin, Allegra, Zyrtec, uh, 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 Sudafed, actual ephedrine. It just yeah. kind of just. Ugh just doesn't doesn't do it for me it just like oh. it it keeps me awake at night no yeah, that's except, unfortunate ex- except for benadryl which puts me to sleep however you cannot take benadryl in the middle of the day no no unless you until you retire yes <laughs> yes you got a good 30 yeah you get 30, you, 40 years for that you get your gold watch and your four your 400 count benadryl bottle yeah take yeah. this old man yeah out of the way old man <laughs> Eat this. Blam. Swallow this. <laughs> they pin you down. They put it in your mouth and they rub your throat so they'll swallow it. <laughs> swallow this Benadryl old timer. <laughs> you know what time it is. It's time to die. <laughs> <laughs> for, some, for some reason, I made enough in, uh, while, while I was working to, in my retirement, Heil Axel Rose to feed me my Benadryl. Hey, like, well, just just the like the voice of Axel Rose at that point. Axel <laughs> yeah. Rose won't be alive then. Oh uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Hopefully, with any luck, he will be dead. <laughs> with any um. luck, <laughs> yeah, that that thing that's attached to his face will probably consume consume him. So, yeah, you mean his face? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? 
Oh, the face attached to his face. What yes. thing is attached to his face? Just his face. I, okay, yeah. that's what, that's what I thought you meant. I didn't know whether he had like a his complexion, some kind of like yeah, some kind of screaming goiter. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. about some kind of mask from the movie The Mask. Yeah, yeah, some kind of Loki. Um, you oh, know, yeah. some kind of mischief god. Oh yeah, this Oxaro is really the original mischief god. <laughs> yeah, you're never gonna see what happens in the jungle, baby. Yeah, <laughs> Axel, Axel Rose, an agent of chaos. A bomb. Yeah, dude, that that new Queens of the Stone Age, man. Yeah, it's, a, it's good. It, eh? it is really good. I, you know, I like that band, but it's it hasn't crossed its way from like the greatest hits like of it for me. Yeah, like it's just like somebody will play me a hot hot hit or put a song on a mix mm-hmm. or anything, and I like it, but I've never been able to go deep. Like just like put in an album and listen to it from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't quite work for me in that yeah. fashion. Like I like them. Like <laughs> I'm in I'm in favor of that band. But I, right. uh, yeah, I'll check out the new one. Um, yeah, a good a good entry point. Honestly, uh, I've posted a couple links to it. But they uh, but they did a series of five videos, uh, like into a concept video for uh, uh, Light Clockwork, the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those animated videos, like it picks some of the best tracks off of the album and turns them into like this narrative, which it kind of is anyway. Um, cool. and, uh, the, the illustration's really good. The animation's kind of gross, but, uh, mm. but yeah, it, like it's, uh, there, there's some good tracks. This one is a little bit more subdued. It's a, it's a little bit, mm, it's, uh, it, it feels kind of like eighties a little bit in that it's like softer and weirder, uh, okay. than, 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 uh, than, than some of the other stuff there, the, there is some of the hard, you know, like riff kind of stuff. Like you probably heard my God is the sun. Cause I mentioned that a while back, like that's probably the hardest that it gets, but everything else like cranks up the melodicness and the sleaziness that you would hear in like uh no one knows. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I'll that, have to give that a check out. That is why I make a point of saying you might like it because yeah. I, I know you yeah. like melodic and weird. Yeah. 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 I, I'll definitely like, and I like that band. Like I don't mm-hmm. dislike them. I just, uh, they're not a Gary, uh, all-time stop resisting. Just, just <laughs> like listen to this thing. <laughs> no, yeah. It's just fine. not a, uh, I, not an all-time yeah. time favorite. I mean, the point now where like, you get to a certain age and I get into one band a year now mm-hmm. and that's really it. You know, it's like, this is the year I got into this and this is the year I got into that, like, or two, mm-hmm. you know, but not, not really more than that. Yeah. I tend to go deeper mm-hmm. than I did when I was listening to a lot of new music. So, yeah. but, uh, and there are like individual singles I'll listen to for a band that's re- they're really good. And I'm, I've justified that in my head. Like I don't, I'm not an album snob right. anymore. Like I think that some bands, uh, they just have one, one or two good songs in them. Yeah. And that's fine. You know, I'm not going to penalize a band for being able to write, you know, two or three like great songs. Yeah. Which without being able to make a big concept album out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just get real into like, you know, just one or two bands a year now. Yeah. I, I'm about, I'm about at that spot. I've never, yeah. I, I've, I've always been resistant when somebody's like walked up to me and said, Hey, listen to this band or mm-hmm. you're really going to like this or for, for some reason it just feels like a commitment or something. Yeah. So I, yeah. I hesitate to even say, but like you know, last year was the year of mountain goats for me. You yeah, know, stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot. And there's a lot of depth there. Yeah, I think I think uh, given enough, uh, you know, given the right exposure and everything, I bet you I could make you into a guy that my voices fan. I like what I hear. I just haven't. I haven't done a deep catalog dive like I have on on uh, mountain goats. They're tricky too because there's like there's you know they're so prolific that there's some bad badness to is them. It, is it is it like uh-huh. an REM kind of thing except without that discernible trajectory or yeah. It's okay. much, much more like random. Right. Um, the, uh, uh, the, uh, what was I going to say? Like their most, their album, be- two albums ago mm-hmm. is like one of their best. Like it's a, it's a great record they put out. Right. And then like the album before that was pretty shitty. Most recent ones like decent. Like they just, they, 
they have this weird, they do have kind of a dip and then they come back in a way that's like, they kind of reach some of their heights mm-hmm. before, but it's just, it's gotten more inconsistent. Cool. And then there's like limitless solo projects and offshoots and stuff like that. Like that guy's like one of those prolific musicians right. out there. Um, but yeah, I agree with you about the kind of like having sometimes a recommendation is kind of like a gun to your head. Yeah. You know, um, which it doesn't make sense because my favorite band, Ockerville River, I I caught wind of them because Chris called me at like midnight and said, you have to listen to this song and tell me what it is. I was hmm. like, oh, that's neat. And then that became a thing for me. So I don't know. What was going on in Chris's life that he called you at midnight? And That's what he does. Like, he still does that. So, huh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just calls you and tells you to do. Yeah, calls me and calls me to do stuff. Stuff for you. <laughs> yeah, like he is an extreme version of uh, of of kind of like what we describe about how you can't be alone with your own thoughts. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. and so like you know he does listen to podcasts and stuff for that reason. Just you know again like 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 we like we do if I if I can make suppositions. Um, however, um, that isn't enough. So like if if he is in the phone he or if he's in the car he's on the phone. Like talking to yeah. him and it'll be like, okay, like how close, like I'll have something to do. It'll be like, how close are you to where you're driving to? Because right I need to go and do a thing. Yeah. How long do you need me? Yeah. How long do you need this? me? Yeah. And so yeah. that can happen any time of the day. And you just have to it's be kinda, ready for it's that. It's interesting too. Cause you, you know, you never established a precedent of being able to be like, like, I can't really talk right now. Right. Right. You know, like what happens when that happens? You know, when that's the case. Oh, he just says, like, okay, cool. I'll call, I'll call you later. And then he does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Boundary yeah. problems. I've gotten to the point now where I can't uh, talk on a phone. Right. Like I, I hate it. And, and I, I will tell people, you know, I, I just try to get it done as soon as possible. Like mm-hmm. almost any other medium I'm fine with. Right. Um, but yeah, I won't, uh, won't talk on a phone. Yeah. Yeah. The ideal phone call is two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like I'll text and I'll, I'll Skype and I'll talk in person, mm-hmm. chat. All those things are great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, phone. I can never hear people on the phone. I don't yeah. know if it's something going on with my hearing, but I can something about the uh, the specific frequencies of that. Phone, phone, uh, phones fucking suck. Like, when was the last time you <clears> talked? <throat> well, you you work in an office, so you talk on landlines on occasion, right? Like, yeah, all the time. Well, yeah, tons yeah. Of, all the time, all the time. Yeah, no, no. Like the, the like like phone technology is one of the few things that you can say has gotten worse for humanity in the past decade. Yeah. Like to where like cell phones do a bunch of awesome stuff. However, just to talk to somebody like it is it is astonishing when I talk on a landline because I feel like I'm on Skype. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so much better. Yeah. Um, so 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 have, have you heard about this uh, state of decay? Uh, refresh my memory. Maybe. OK. I, I just heard about it within the bat when the within the past couple of days because it came out. It's an Xbox Live arcade game. Um, that is an open world simulation um, uh, zombie, like post-apocalyptic thing. Okay. Where uh, you have a small town and you are kind of like one main character and it's procedurally generated uh, different NPCs, some of them story important, some of them not. And it is all about how do you rebuild civilization um, in the wake of all this kind of stuff. It's 20 sounds, bucks. Sounds real perfect. Yeah. It looks really, really good. Um, and, it's, and it's out? It is out. It is it is twenty dollars on Xbox Live Arcade, um, huh. and I it's it's taking everything that it's taking everything inside me not to shirk all of my responsibility to go try it. 
uh, like to, to like to say fuck Demon Souls and go play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just that's, wondering that's if you had a, seen anything. And fucking, uh, and that would also be saying fuck Soul Blazer. <laughs> yes, that's it the, would. That's the other thing too. Yeah, you can't do you can't do a twin fuck. You're not that one guy from the whatever the 1700s that been to see clay guy with two dicks <laughs> i've not heard of this guy there's some there's some guy who's born with two dicks um <laughs> and that's about that's about it yeah he, there's more something more interesting than that like my friend uh zach had a, like an infotainment book called um it was like something it was like one of those like stuff they don't want you to know mm-hmm. or no it was called it was called an underground education okay um which is actually like a pretty is a pretty good like infotainment book like you know weird trivia facts yeah Kind of thing, and one of the things they talk about is this guy who was born with two penises, who used to uh, like he would fuck, and then after he was done, he could use the other penis. Oh, so there was no refractory period. Yeah, where he had like overlapping refractory periods. Huh. Like he had like a backup. Why do we both know that term? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I know why because I'm constantly explaining it to ladies. <laughs> like <laughs> because uh, you know, no, that's not not constantly, yeah. but it is something that I've had to explain to 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 a young lady uh, before in my life. Mm, yeah, um, and luckily, as you get older, they get more understanding. Well, yeah, um, the uh, uh, no longer the sexually insatiable young man I was. <laughs> um, but yeah. The uh, uh, two penises, state of decay. Um, the, <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm going to look up some stuff about that. Yeah, there's there, there's a good essay thread about it where they where they make a they make a good pitch for it. I'm gonna find like a, a video game for pleasure. Yeah. To play, like not let's play it and not play it for the show. Yeah. And just uh, so I'm looking for something. Yeah. Even for... though I guess the Shadow Returns comes out like end of this month, and that's gonna that's my number one priority right now. Yeah. Also, it's the first like Kickstarter game that's come out, so it's like. I feel like there's a lot riding on it, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh, was this, you know, like I was just thinking like, what if the first like really well thought of Kickstarter game comes out and it's a huge flop, right? You know, like what if, if people, you know, because it's kind of, I mean, I guess some have already come out like FTL was a Kickstarter game, but it wasn't one yeah. of these high profile ones. And, uh, See, I, kind and of I thought, hope it goes well. Maybe it's because I was paying attention to that stuff. Cause I, cause I thought FTL was like the, FTL was the first one in 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 a, in a string of ones that just kind of didn't happen. They mean didn't happen. No, no, just kind of like they like they they're, they're like I think like Code Hero was one was one of the other ones. Like so Code Hero was a was a uh uh really well yeah, publicized flop. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. like just kind of like learn Unity and and a guitar hero kind of went like awesome, great. People people kickstarted it and that game still hasn't come come out whereas FTL was the die staff kind of like counterpart to that. Where it's oh, kind of yeah. like, you know, like that, that, that failed, uh, had really high hopes. And then now here's this other one that, um, was, was really successful. I guess what I mean is, uh, and I guess Shadow Returns is a gray area, but something mm-hmm. coming not from an explicitly indie space. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, this is a explicitly indie space for all intents and purposes, but the people behind it are not like a, like a startup. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Like it'll be the same thing. Like when Double Fine Adventure comes out or when, yeah. uh, any of those things. Man, I'm I I really want Republic to come out. Yeah, I bought I, that. That was the first Kickstarter that I backed, um, and it is yep. still not out. They're saying September 2013. Yeah, um, but yeah, they're saying that it is a uh, stealth survival horror game that draws. I'm looking at the Wikipedia here. Draws inspiration from Metal Gear, uh, the first Resident Evil, and Demon Souls. 
uh, with central themes of voyeurism, paranoia, censorship, and control, which they might as well just say, we love you, Cole Ross. Yeah, that's real Cole friendly. I mean, that's how, that sounds <laughs> awesome. I don't think I backed that one, but I, I definitely like looked at it and I had that thought where it's like, oh, if this comes out and it's real good, I'll just get it. Like it, I'd rather have my $20 now than my $30 then. Yeah, that's true. You know, mm-hmm. um, which I don't, I don't always take that tact, mm-hmm. but I definitely don't, uh, you know, I don't back every Kickstarter thing that looks interesting. Yeah, that's true to me. Um, <clears throat> I didn't, but back yeah, good. Go ahead. I was just gonna say like the fact that that hasn't come out is kind of telling though, is that like, it's a weird, you know, I keep waiting for the shoe to drop on this as a mm, yeah. game making method. Yeah. Like the, 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 that one, the, 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 the crowdfunding campaign ended in May of 2012 and it's coming out a little over a year later. I mean, yeah, that's so long. Well, they probably do. They estimate that it would be done by the time the campaign was done. Probably mm, not. No, no. Like they, they, probably, they, yeah, they had like a, they had time. a concept. So, like, if you consider the usual the the usual production cycle on a game is eighteen months, that's actually pretty quick. Yeah. But, but if you look at like Tides of New Minera or whatever it is, that's not coming out till uh, winter of twenty fourteen, right? Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, and then what is uh, what's the other one that I backed? Project Eternity. Or uh I didn't back that one, the uh the, the longest journey, the Dreamfall chapters. Oh yeah. Yeah, back that yep. one. That's not coming out until again, December of uh twenty fourteen. Yeah. Project Eternity is never gonna happen because Dennis Dyke, uh to to my to my mind is a crook. Not uh, not uh <laughs> or I wasn't thinking no, you're right, not Project Eternity, that's the Eternal Darkness one. Oh Sha- no, no, yeah, no, Shadow um, of the Eternals is what that is. Yeah, yeah, Shadow called. of the Eternals is the Dennis Dyak one. Project Eternity is the uh old school RPG made by the people like Bioware people. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, like the the Baldur's Gate. Like, hey, we realized Dragon Age wasn't really like Baldur's Gate. <laughs> like, this will be like Baldur's Gate. Right. Um. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, I'm interested in those Dreamfall chapters things too. But again, that was like a I'll just buy that when it comes out. Yeah. If I end up liking it, because you know that is uh, I like it. Like I'm I'm interested in it, but mm-hmm. I just uh, you know, getting a little bit. I was really excited by this this whole that whole thing. And I like the idea of like helping people out and everything like that. But yeah. most, I was looking at my like Kickstarter uh, profile and I'm about like half games and half in for like projects and things. People I know, mm-hmm. you know, I've done. So right. I did um, Sandy Peterson, the guy who designed the call of Cthulhu role-playing game started a board game called Cthulhu Wars. Okay. Um, they was play testing at the convention um, I went to and I didn't get a chance to play it, but he's kickstarting, kickstarting that and i backed it because you get cool stuff like you get cool physical things right so i got a, a big set of miniatures for the game hmm. for not too much money and i backed retronauts enough to a shirt shirt's worth right because i like those guys right um but you know it's like fewer fewer games and more just because the whole you know i've got enough games to play like just <laughs> buying a game i'm not gonna be able to play for two years like who even knows what my life would look like then you know <laughs> right right like maybe i'll have a kid and not have any time mm-hmm. to play games or maybe you know it just kind of it was it's just a, a harder harder commitment to make so. the, like like honestly the way that i look at it is it's 20 bucks now which you know it's not a trivial amount of money but still it's like eh, you know that comes out of my game budget blah and then mm-hmm. a little ways down the line, I get this email that says, hey, this thing that you were vaguely excited about once, it's here. Oh, great. Cool. So, yeah. th- so, so it's like leaving 20 bucks in your winter coat so you find it again next winter. Yeah. I used to. <laughs> when I first got into uh, Half.com, I would buy books and comic books from it. And I would try to do it like once a week. And then the shipping times were always staggered. 
So I was constantly like receiving things in the mail that I forgot that I'd bought. Yeah. Which is really fun. You know, and I, and I can definitely see, see that as, as a similar mm-hmm. kind of expression. The other thing too, like when I talk about, I want to see how these ones come out. Like I'm interested in that double fine, seeing how double fine adventure comes out before, um, I would back their new one. The massive I've chalice. Got, yeah, yeah. I've just said like, I'm getting some real ambivalent feelings about that company in a weird way. Like right. I love them editorially. Like I love everything they do. I just don't, I'm like, when I actually look at their like game profile, like, you know, I didn't have that much fun playing those games. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. Want them to be what is really good, and it's not really related. I mean, it's vaguely related because Ron Gilbert worked on it. I was having fun with, or I'm having fun with his iOS game. Oh, Scurvy Scallywags. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. not played that yet. Is it good? Yeah, it's like a match three with like a lot of depth. Oh, cool. So like a lot of really cool like equipment and skills and and like a or like a really fun sense of humor and uh, like you know like funny writing yeah. and stuff. Like it's still a match three, so it's always going to be. That's going to be the the mechanic, but you kind of battle like you you are a piece on the puzzle. Oh, really? And you have to like gain strength by matching different. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Hmm. Um, it's holding my attention so far. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I will have to check that out. But yeah, I like I like all those people involved mm-hmm. in uh, in Double Fine. Yeah, but uh, it's it's one of the it's one of those things which like Kickstarter seems ideal for them because I like being a patron of them because they make things that are kind of like things I want to exist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas like objectively, like they're not always the best thing, right? Yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah, um, I'd be I'd be very curious. Like if a Double Fine Adventure turns out really really well, uh, maybe this you know this funding model just like will allow them to not make the kind of compromises that made Brutal Legend suck. Right. You know, or made uh, Psychonauts like really hard for me to replay mm-hmm. now. So, yeah. A bomb. 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 Ba 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 